and welcome to Chat to the Future, a podcast you can find only here on Work Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Taylor. I'm excited to be joined by Preeti Trivedi. Hey, Victoria. And uh, we're here to talk to a fantastic WeWork member, Juin M. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. So, Juin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so, I founded a company called The Movement Yoga. And um, that was just basically a way for me to be able to provide the health and wellness benefits of yoga to as many people as possible, particularly in the corporate arena and also in individual homes. I came by way of yoga in a very sort of roundabout way. I, I used to work in fashion for about eight and a half years and was just so miserable. And I was like, there's got to be more. I mean, not, not that there's anything wrong with the fashion industry. It just wasn't for me. And that's when I just fell in love with yoga. And then I ended up pursuing it. And here I am. That is so cool. And so now you teach in different WeWorks all around the city of New York? Yep. Um, I teach uh, at several different locations, Brooklyn Heights, City Hall, Wall Street. Yeah, a few. That's so that's awesome. Does all of the uh, does a bunch of yoga sessions at We Live, which is where I am. So I get to see her. I awesome. love We Live. Yeah, that's that flex studio is is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and so because here on Chat to the Future, we talk about what you do, but with a little bit of a sci-fi twist. So what you kind of do ties into the future of health and wellness and that body-mind connection. Um, so just to kind of get things started, uh, I don't know if you saw the movie Criminal starring Kevin Costner. It came out in this year, 2016. Yeah, I haven't, but I, I have definitely heard of it. And I'm just going to preface by saying that I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm probably going to make a fool of myself at least once on this podcast, but I'm <laughs> totally okay with that because it'll show my inadequate knowledge of sci-fi. But with that said... <laughs> well, Don't feel bad, Juin. No one has seen as many movies as Victoria <laughs> half the time when we're writing these questions. She's like, you know this movie? And I'm just looking at her going... I, know, I, have to go I love this movie. It was really interesting. So Kevin Costner played a man with a rare brain disorder who was, his brain could almost be overwritten um, and with someone else's memories. And, uh, and, and over time, those memories would start to fade and his natural personality would come back. Um, and so kind of similar to yoga and meditation, when you practice yoga, when you meditate, you're sort of rewriting um, your mental state and getting to this place of calm and, and, and inner peace. How do you maintain that inner balance and, and how do you think others do that? That's actually a really good question. Um, I think maintaining balance, especially in this day and age, has become trickier and trickier and harder and harder, especially since we're led to believe that we can have it all, you know, that we can do everything and have anything. And sometimes that's possible. It's quite possible, but it requires a lot of effort and dedication and practice. And, um, I, and I think sometimes people think of uh, maintaining balance or inner tranquility or finding that peace as this like person on a mountaintop sitting cross-legged, you know, chanting Om. And I guess my thoughts on that and where I'm coming from is that you don't have to look so far. It can be right underneath your nose and maintaining that inner balance can just be uh, a mere practice of doing that thing that which unlocks your highest self, that makes you feel alive, that makes you just feel filled with joy and like you're in the zone. Um, and, and this actually reminds me of something that I read not too long ago, if you don't mind me sharing. Please. So I don't know if you guys have heard of Ram Dass. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Preeminent um, American spiritual author from the 60s and the 70s. 
And I was recently reading an interview that he had done um, actually a while ago. And he was talking about how in the 70s, he would give these lectures uh, to a sea of people and usually quite young people. And it was just kind of a get together for people to come and chat about their far out, like spiritual transcendent experiences. And one lecture, he was giving a talk and it was just a sea of like young people, probably in their 20s and 30s, all wearing white, you know, with like beads and flowers in their hair. And at this time he had this like long raggedy beard. And like he started talking about how he had come to this awakened state and all the sort of crazy far out transcendent experiences that he had. And as he was talking, he noticed this little old lady in the front of the row and she looked really out of place. She was like 70 years old. She had this like funky hat with like fake cherries and strawberries on it. And she was wearing this printed dress with like Oxfords. And she was just smiling and nodding at everything that he said. And he was like giving out, you know, giving some really crazy examples of like while he was tripping on LSD and she just kept nodding. And then so he started to push the envelope and just like say crazier things just to see what this woman would do. And she just kept nodding. And he was like, something wrong with her neck or like, (laughs) (laughs) like, why? How can she possibly understand what I'm talking about? And so at the end, he finally just gave in and he was just like, you know what? I'm just I'm going to smile at her. And of course, at the end. She, she ended up coming up to him just being like, I just want to thank you so much. Like what you just said resonated with me and everything that I believe to be true about the universe. And then he was like, how, how is that so? Can you tell me? And then she leans in and almost whispering. She was like, I crochet. <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> and so what he came to realize as this sort of amazing preeminent spiritual thought leader is that so often times in the spiritual world, uh, teachers and, and leaders will come to this false belief that there's only one way. It's usually their way. And it can be anything really that unlocks this um, this feeling of aliveness in you as, you know, it could be crocheting, it could be washing the dishes, it could be programming, it could be running. And yoga and meditation just happens to be one other form. Beautiful. And so kind of leading into the next question. So I don't know if you've seen the movie RoboCop. Oh my gosh. What, what, would I be giving away my age if I tell you when I saw it? <laughs> <laughs> but so you've seen it. I've seen it, yes. And so with exploring that boundary between man and machine, as someone who works in health or fitness, do you think that a better human can be built or is it something that we can do on our own without technology? You know, that, that's such an interesting question, especially now, because I feel like with the way technology is advancing, you know, man and and computer is merging, you know, very, very slowly, but at, at some point, probably very quickly. Um it's funny because like my boyfriend and I, we have this running joke about nanobots. I'm sure you guys are familiar with like nanobots in the medical and in the biomedical like field. And um, whenever like there's something wrong with us, we're like, oh, I have stomach ache. We're like nanobots. <laughs> they'll, they'll solve everything in the future. Um, now, that's a good question. Like the the angle that I come from, because um, on, on a physical level, absolutely. I think, you know, there'll come a time where we'll live you know, for sure, much longer than we are now. We're able to cure diseases. Um, you know, we're able to merge with like machine and, and become these kind of almost invincible bionic like people. I, I truly believe that can happen. Um, and we're not that far away from it. Uh, but what I'm more interested in is this notion of what it means to be a better human. And what I personally believe in what is um, very reflective oftentimes of uh, very various spiritual ideologies and yogic traditions is that we are more than our mind, we are more than our body and that there is something beneath the surface. And some people call that a soul. Some people call it their highest self. And um, so I believe that we are already full and complete. So there's nothing to improve upon. It's just a mattering of uncluttering 
the layers of crap that we've accumulated by living this life. And I guess I can, I can relate that to the idea if there's a parked car outside in New York City, you just leave it there. You know, inevitably it will collect dust and grime if you just leave it. And so it's this idea that when we live life and we go through the experiences that we go through, we inevitably collect crap. We just accumulate garbage and these experiences, sometimes good, but, you know, oftentimes we carry these, you know, this, this junk with us. And it's, it's our job to clear away the crap, the mind fluctuations to reveal the true nature of who we are, which is whole, complete bliss, love, peace. That's beautiful. I feel so much better. Don't you feel better? I feel, I feel like we could just listen to June talk all day. I'm going to give the next question to you, Preeti. Okay, that's great because we're going to talk about a movie that almost everyone has seen June. I'm pretty sure you've seen The Matrix. Wait, what? No, just kidding. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen Avatar. Um, so, no. No, it's true. I have not seen Avatar. That's okay. That's forgivable. But we're going to talk about that. We'll table that, Victoria. <laughs> so when people talk about the state, kind of going back to what you were saying about the state at which you feel the most alive, the most complete, Um, in comparing it to that idea of being in the zone or being in a sort of alternate reality, uh, how much of, um, how much of that is similar to how you feel when you're in the zone with yoga and meditation? Um, that's another really good question. Gosh, you guys have such good questions. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that sci-fi and yoga could mesh so well? (laughs) Um, you know, I, I actually love the matrix for the fact that it does have so many spiritual underpinnings and connotations. And um, I I definitely feel that when I practice yoga, um, not all the time, but oftentimes that I'm not necessarily in another world, but I'm in an altered state. And sometimes it's happening while I'm doing it. Sometimes it's happening right after. And it's that sense when Neo kind of stops in time and can see, you know, the bullet coming at him and he's able to dodge it and he sees everything written in code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's able to do these like uh, amazing, you know, unnatural feats. Um, I, I feel like when I'm connected to that source that, that, and when I drop into my being and when I'm practicing yoga, you are coming into the body, you're dropping into the body, you're letting go of the thinking mind. You know, when you're in a downward facing dog, hopefully, you know, you're not thinking about that email you forgot to send, right? It's you're in your body, you're in your breath and you're breathing. And, um, when you're doing that, you're letting go of all the mind chattering. And that's that sense of oneness and that sense of, uh, just beingness that that's what I like to call. That's very similar, but actually there's, there's another, um, sort of metaphor or analogy that's really, uh, great uh, in the matrix, which is the blue pill or the red pill, mm-hmm. which I'm like the day quill and night quill. <laughs> um, and it's, it's interesting because in yogic tradition also, and also Mary, uh, many spiritual ideologies, there's this notion that there is a false illusory reality and that there is a truth and that there is um, another space beyond this seeing material world that we see in front of us. And, um, in, in, in yogic or Vedanta philosophy, which is Indian philosophy, uh, Brahman is the idea of complete truth and reality. And then Maya, which translates to the word illusion, means all that sort of veils that truth of the material world. And so I think there's um, a lot of similarities in that sense, too. Whoa. that was perfect Victoria (laughs) it was was so beautiful Um, and so do you have any life hacks to use and are they like analog or digital like for example 
I live by my calendar app and it reminds me to do the most mundane things. Right. It's like feed yourself. And I'm like, thanks phone for reminding me. <laughs> Breathe. Exactly. Um, oh, good question. Uh, life hacks. Um, well, so, so I guess this is analog and it's a very simple mantra, which, you know, I'm happy to share that I do. Um, and I, and I also teach in my classes, which is on the inhale, you silently say to yourself, let, and then on the exhale, go. So inhale, let, and exhale, go. And that's something you can practice at any time of the day. You know, you don't have to be sitting on a cushion with your back upright, you know, meditating for an hour. If you're ever having a overwhelming day, if you're feeling stressed, um, just take a moment, get up out of your chair, take a walk, and then just inhale, let, exhale, go. And it just kind of, you know, slows down the heartbeat, start feeling better. Um, and also actually Udemy, do you guys know, everyone knows about Udemy, right? It's mm -hmm. like an online course for life. Started off with, I think for programmers, but now it's like self-help. And then there's like all these amazing teachers on there. Um, I, so I'm, I downloaded one for creating habits mm -hmm. and, um, there's, there's this one, uh, idea that whatever habit you want to start, you can start on a micro level. So I guess, um, a life hack for that would be just whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, like goal wise, just start it on a very, very small level. Like if you want to do a hundred pushups a day, just do one. And that feeling of like awesomeness that I did one push up will carry you through the day and then it'll become two and then three and then four and then five. So I've been practicing that. So I find that helpful. <laughs> Not I the push-ups, but pretty awesome if I could do a push-up. <laughs> you've given us a new life goal to achieve. <laughs> um, but, you know, we talk a lot about things like life hacks. Do you think that there are specific needs that startup founders and entrepreneurs have when it comes to mind, body alignment and support? Mm. Yeah, I think it's, it's so... Um, it, it's so difficult in, in the entrepreneurial world. I think um, for sure everybody has the need of taking care of their mind and their body. But I think uh, particularly with entrepreneurs and founders, the, the level of stress, the demand, um, the pressure, the overworking, the exhaustion, the lack of sleep and time, and then the, the fuzzy line between working life and personal life, like all of these things can add up. And I feel like I see that uh, more often within the entrepreneurial world than, than many other industries. And I think all of that add up can really, really um, overtax a person. And, I, and as a result, I think it's really important to, to separate, you know, the working life and the personal life. And um, yeah, I think, I think entrepreneurs have a unique set of needs. Uh, so it's, it's really important to just set aside that time, I think, and just make that delineation. So how do you, how do, you do that in the TV tray that is life? And the dessert <laughs> falls into the Salisbury steak of work. Right, right. Well, <laughs> that's such a great visual. <laughs> no, we've all unpacked the TV dinner. You're like, oh, God, everything got all mashed together. I don't want a brownie that's covered with peas. Right, right. Um. <laughs> well, I think, I think it starts with intention. I think um, really setting the intention uh, and, and then... Once you set the intention, like I had mentioned before, set these micro goals for yourself. So um, let's say it's you want to try to get into a meditation practice. Set yourself a one minute meditation practice in the morning as soon as you get up. And, you know, you could very easily achieve that woman. Even, even if one minute sounds crazy, do 30 seconds. And then you'll find that it becomes part of your day and morning routine, kind of like brushing your teeth. Yeah. Meditation is much more rewarding than like anything else. And that the time that you put into meditation is returned exponentially. In terms oh, yeah. of focus Absolutely. and ability and 
Yeah. So many things, right? Creativity, productivity, like, you know, getting along with your coworkers and just um, so many, so many wonderful things. Feeling that sense of calm. I go to a meditation class in New Jersey with my mom when I go to visit her. And uh, one of the things that the person who leads the class tends to talk to us about is that meditation is not just for the 20 or 30 minutes you're meditating. It's for all the time that you're not. Because if you're only achieving calm in those 30 minutes, then you spend another 23 hours and 30 minutes feeling stressed out. So you're trying to teach your brain how to deal with all of the stresses of your the rest of your life and the rest of your day and like recentering in that time. So I think that that's a really important facet of a strong meditation practice. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. Absolutely. Speaking of healthy reminders. So, okay, here's another movie that you guys haven't seen, but you should because it's really (laughs) sweet. Um, It's called The Robot and Frank. um, And I highly recommend it. It's very, very sweet. But in the movie, The Robot, uh, his its job is to remind the character Frank to take his medicine um, and to kind of be healthy. It'll be like, this food is too salty. And he's like, gosh, darn it, robot, let me eat it. Um, How do you remind people to keep health and wellness at the top of their mind, especially when they're so busy? Yeah. So I think kind of going back to what we were just talking about, I think it's really important to set that intention for yourself because, you know, everything that we see, everything that we touch, it all started with a thought and it it can't manifest in the real world and in your real life if it doesn't start with an implantation in your mind, a seed. Um, And I think the, the intention to say that this is important to me and these are the reasons why is the first step. And then I think the second step is kind of going back to these micromanageable steps of, of what works for you in your life. Because I think everybody has 30 seconds or a minute, which then could hopefully turn into 10 minutes. I think everybody has 10 minutes in their life that they can give to themselves. And, you know, if you don't, then I don't know, it's got to look at your life, you know. <laughs> um, but I think another another thing that would help sort of cement all of that is whenever you do something that is um, mind or body um, aware and you feel good, take mental note and bring awareness to that feeling so that you can sort of cement that into your body and into your brain so that you're making a positive correlation that when I do this, I'm going to feel good. And even though it for the first like hour, I might be sweating and struggling and hating my teacher uh, by the end, I'm going to be you know feeling amazing and just holding on to that and just kind of coming back to that. That's beautiful. And uh, so how can people learn more about what you're working on, follow along with the movement, get involved, work with you? Oh, yeah. Um, so there is a very skeletal website, but if you go to the movement and that's spelled without vowels, so the and then mvmntyoga.com, um, you'll see my Facebook page listed and my Instagram. And usually I'll put up my schedule and People can email me also on there, um, but I will have a working site coming soon. That's so exciting. Well, thank you so much, Juan, for joining us today. Thank you guys so much. This was a blast. And thanks for listening to Chat to the Future, only on Work Radio. <laughs> <laughs>